Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Denek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. Hi everybody, welcome to the next English podcast. Another episode of the next English podcast. This episode is going to be perfect. Because you're going to learn everything. Everything about present perfect. Well, maybe not everything, but you're going to learn loads about present perfect. Let's talk grammar. Time to present present perfect. Present perfect, not very popular with English learners, I'll be honest with you. And teachers alike. Well, it's quite ironic, isn't it? Because this topic, the, the name of this topic is present perfect. It has perfect in the name. And the meaning of the word perfect, as we know, is the ideal or, or nothing is better than that, right? It's the cream of the crop, the top of any scale you can imagine. But, in this case, it's ironic. And it's not popular for many reasons. Mainly, uh, it because it's not present in many languages. No, it doesn't really exist in plenty of languages. When something does not exist, it is obviously, naturally, um, harder to grasp as a concept for the students. This is understandable, isn't it? If you have an equivalent in your language, it is much easier to get, to, to understand, to, to get the hang of it, uh, to learn it, to start using it in a natural way. Even though it is a present tense, it does not always talk about present time though. Although it kind of does. And that's where the confusion comes from. It's Kind of about the past, but it's sort of about the present as well. Oh, what's going on? My head hurts. And that's exactly what happens to all English learners around the world. Not maybe all, but most of them. Anyway. Another reason is that it is used not just for one thing. It has more uses. Yeah, just they couldn't make it simple, could they? They just use the present perfect tense for different things, not just one thing. So it's it's another reason to, to scratch your head, really. And, 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 and there is more. Wait for it. There are more present perfect tenses, or let's say perfect tenses. Well, there are two present perfect tenses, present perfect simple and present perfect continuous. Obviously, they can both be used in passive variant as well. And well, there are more perfect tenses, like past perfect tense or future perfect tense. Anyway, anyway, I think you get the gist of what I'm trying to say here. It's not easy to, to get into this, you know? It's not easy to, to, to get it. Whatever, whatever I'm trying to say here. And in this episode, I'll be only covering present perfect simple and present perfect continuous. Okay, so this is just disclaimer. If you're expecting me to cover everything here, 
as in all grammar that exists in English language, well, I think you're listening to a wrong program then. I'm sorry, okay? I'm not almighty. I can't do everything here, but I can do something. Or at least I can try. So hopefully this will satisfy you. Hopefully um, we'll meet your needs and this episode will be what you were looking for when you clicked the play button uh, after seeing the name of the episode being present perfect. And why do actually us, the teachers, hate it? Don't get me even started. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Unless you're a glutton for punishment, a sadomasochistic teacher like myself. I actually love it. I can never get enough of it. Uh, <clears throat> might be an overstatement, but I don't mind, to be honest. Let's, let's be fair. I don't mind. It's quite an interesting topic. I like challenges, as I said before, so, you know. Well, when trying to do something like this, something as impossible as this, to pick apart present perfect, to analyze it, to explain it, to, to get the message, to try, try and get the message across, you have to consider MFP. MFP sounds like some sort of a name of a secret organization, doesn't it? MFP stands for Meaning, Form and Pronunciation. You should always consider MFP when teaching the language. This is something they teach you during the courses for English teachers, such as Delta, or when you're at university studying a master's degree or something like that. One of their cornerstones, one of the, the academics or the people who, who, who are the teacher trainers, one of their cornerstones is, uh, and be it grammar, vocabulary, um, or functional language, you should cover three aspects as a teacher. MFP, meaning form pronunciation. Note that I will try to use examples from my own life, if possible. Examples of the language, of course, to make it sound more authentic and natural. My life, uh, as you know, has got a bit more interesting these days after moving to the UK. So finally, it's not as boring as hell uh, as it used to be, but it's more, let's say, lively and there are more new things for me. So that's that's always motivating, isn't it? Therefore, I think I will be, manage to find some good examples. Okay, so here we go. We've got two present perfect tenses. And, um, like I said, we can also put them in passive, but let's not go crazy here. We will only speak about the active present perfect. So, uh, we use present perfect simple, uh, that is, I have plus ED, for recent actions uh, with present result. Uh, let me give you a bit of context. It's Friday morning here in the UK at Black Horse Road, where I'm currently living. Well, not for long. Um, not for long, actually. I am going to be moving pretty soon, but I'll talk about that later, I guess. But at the moment, I'm living in Black Horse Road. Uh, it's like Walhamstow area. It's pretty much um, northeast London, zone 3. And I've just had my breakfast. I had eggs with bread. And now I am recording the next English podcast. So... A recent action. I've just had my breakfast. 
It doesn't mean it happened five seconds ago. It could have happened one hour ago, but it's pretty recent. Although when you say recent, it's kind of a vague word. It can really mean different things, right? But essentially, it means that it didn't happen long time ago, okay? A recent action could be one minute ago, five seconds ago, or one hour ago, or even a few days ago. Depends how, uh, on the context, as I said. But in my situation, I've just had my breakfast. It means it was actually, guys, I will be pretty honest with you, it was about two hours ago, okay? And my second sentence was, I had eggs with bread. Now, in the first sentence, I said, I've just had my breakfast. So I use present perfect tense. I have just had my breakfast. However, in the second sentence, I had eggs with bread. The reason I use past simple um, is because I'm giving more details about it. And it's obvious from context again, I guess it, it's going to be the, the most uttered word on this episode of the podcast, the word context. I hope not. Might get a bit out of hand there. Um, so the reason I, I said, I, I, to be honest, I don't know what I was talking about. I guess I was talking about I had eggs with bread. Yeah. Well, I'm giving more details there. And that's why, oh, we already know that it happened in the past. So that's why I use past tense. Okay. So recent action with present result. So what's the, what's the result? Well, the result is that I don't have to eat breakfast anymore. It's like a sort of a routine, isn't it? Like in the morning you have breakfast. I've just had my breakfast. Recent action, often with present result. Uh, you could say something like, I've broken my arm. That's not actually true, guys, but I'm just giving another example. Um, it was a recent action and the result is I can't write or I can't type. I can't play my favorite mobile game. So that would be the present result. Okay, then we have got past experience with unspecified time. That's another use of present perfect simple. Past experience with unspecified time. This is often followed with past simple if we give more details. So similarly to the example above. Um, and we're talking about someone's life. So let me talk about my own life. I've skipped breakfast before. I've skipped breakfast before. So what I'm trying to say here is that uh, I have got the experience of skipping breakfast. I have got the experience of not having breakfast before. Although in 99% of cases, I do actually have breakfast. But I've done it before that I didn't. Okay. And that was when I fasted. I did it a few times. Um, I'm not a Muslim or anything, but I gave it a go. And I have to say, it's not my cup of tea, okay? I prefer eating. It's more fun. Or rather, it's not fun when your stomach is grumbling. So that's why I'm not a big fan of skipping breakfast. However, I think it has got some health benefits. Uh, if you do it occasionally, it might sort of like cleanse your digestion digestive system I think that's the word I was looking for so yeah but I've skipped breakfast before I have skipped breakfast before essentially I'm using present perfect for a past experience but a classic one would be something like I've been to Scotland or I've never been to Ireland I'm talking about my own experience and 
That's why we use present perfect. I'm not giving any details, by the way. No details, no specific time. Because if I did give details, for example, if I said I skipped breakfast before, no, sorry. If I said I skipped breakfast yesterday or last week, then it's necessary to use past tense there because of the word yesterday or last week. Okay. So, um, yeah, there you go. I've never had chicken for breakfast. It's sort of lack of experience, but it still counts towards this group of uh, using present perfect simple for past experiences. Okay, so it's 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 interesting because uh, this is uh, we are talking about pres. This is a present tense. This present perfect tense, by the way, it's it's a tense. It's called present tense. However, it's it's often talks about the past, so that's sometimes hard to um, hard to explain. Okay, so at this point, I think I should explain the difference between I have been and I've gone. So the difference between I've been and I've gone both are basically um, both are basically present perfect, and we use very similar concepts. If you say, I've been to Jamaica, let's say, that means that you went to Jamaica and you came back and now you've got the experience of being in Jamaica, okay? It's sort of like, it's a tick on your bucket list or on your to-do list or something, okay? You've been there, you've done it. Been there, done it, got the t-shirt. However, if you say, I've gone to Jamaica... Um, when would you say that? For example, you are exchanging emails with your friends and um, your friends ask you, where are you? We, we haven't seen you around for a while. Where are you? And you could say, yeah, that's because I've gone to Jamaica. That means you're not in the place they're expecting you to be, but you're rather in Jamaica. So you're still there and you haven't come back yet. Yeah. Where's John? Oh, he's gone home. Oh, really? He was supposed to be teaching. Where is he? What am I going to do now? Who's going to cover for John now? So, yeah. I think you get it, yeah? I've been means you, you went there and you came back. I've gone means you haven't come back. Right? It's pretty simple, isn't it? I think it's, it's, um, it's quite understandable. Right. So, another use of this tense is when you talk about a period of time up to the present... So it's essentially a period that started in the past and is not finished, not finished yet. But for this, you use a state verb. Because if it was an action verb, you would have to use present perfect continuous. Okay, I hope I'm not confusing you much, but I think if I give you an example, it will be much clearer. So, at the moment, I'm recording this podcast, of course, and I'm using a a microphone called Yeti. Now, I don't have an actual Yeti, the, the monster, the, the snow snow person or whatever. The I don't know the legend of Yeti, okay? Now, it's the name of the podcast. It's called Blue Yeti. It's not really blue. I don't know why they call it Blue Yeti when it's actually grey. But it's the name of the podcast, okay? A podcast? No, a microphone. I, I meant microphone. And I've had this microphone for about four years. I might be lying because I just had to make, make it up. I don't actually know how long I've had this microphone for. But let's say I've had it for four years. 
So I've recorded most of the episodes of the Next English Podcast with it, by the way. No, that's not actually true. That's a lie. I've recorded most of my episodes with the Sony recorder. That's because it's much more flexible than this Yeti. The Yeti is quite massive. It's huge and it's not very handy to always have to carry it with you. But when I use uh, um, my laptop and I'm alone in my room and I have a quiet time, it's actually better to use the Yeti because the sound is better. However, most of the time I'm sort of all over the place and that's when I would go for the Sony recorder, especially when it comes to interviews. It's just... It's just more flexible, you know? Anyway, I've had this microphone for about four years, okay? The Sony, the, sorry, the Blue Yeti. I've had it for about four years. So, I'm talking about a period of time up to the present. I got it four years ago. I still have it. Okay, so it's essentially a period of time that started in the past, four years ago exactly, and I still have it. And I probably will have it tomorrow unless it... For some reason it explodes or something like that. Somebody blows it up. I will still probably have it. So normally for this we would use present perfect continuous. However, because have is a state verb here, we talk about a possession. of my. It's my own possession. I bought it for my own money, for which I worked very hard as a teacher. Not really as a podcaster. I don't really get money from doing this podcast. Not really. Well, I do have some sponsors, uh, not sponsors, um, patrons. And I have to thank you very much for uh, being so kind and supportive. And um, you guys know that you're getting value out of my podcast. And you know that I work hard to do these podcasts for you. And you appreciate my work, so thank you very much. If any of you want to become my patron, it's highly appreciated. You can only, you can pledge mere $1 a month, by the way. You can pledge more if you want, but $1 is enough. Anyway, I didn't mean to do this promotion here. Let's go back to the, the good old present perfect tense, okay? So, uh, I was talking about... Um, state verbs used for used for period of time up to now for example i've had this microphone for four years okay but you could i could also talk about um i don't know podcasting as 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 the as an activity so i i took it up about seven years ago i don't really know exactly maybe six years ago although i did have a little podcast before this podcast but it was Frankly, it was not that good. But I could say, I have liked... Oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't make much sense. Um, I've been... No, let's... Okay, okay, guys. Don't listen to me now. I changed my mind, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something else. <laughs> that sometimes happens here, you know? People change their mind. People realize that what they were saying is nonsense. And this one is... Uh, hogwash in particular, so I should probably move on. Um, so, um, often we use present perfect simple with specific words. By the way, this applies for continuous tense as well. Specific words, often time adverbials, but not those 
that refer to the past time, of course, we have to use time adverbials that refer to the present time, such as already, yet, recently, ever, never. They don't necessarily refer to the present time, but they involved. No, they, they, they sorry, not involved. They include a bit of present, right? So, coming to England was the best idea I've ever had. So basically, the word ever is used with present perfect tense. Or never. I've never been to Scotland, which is actually true. Or I've been here in London for more than three months now. Or I've been here in London since, since the end of June. Uh, I haven't recorded many episodes of the podcast lately. So, these words, lately, for, since, never, ever, these are the time adverbials I'm talking about. And it's sort of like, it's, the idea is it's sort of like collocation, you know? Like words that go together. And in this case, it's, it's, a, it's a word, uh, a word that has a function um, that goes together with a tense, with a certain tense. By the way, it has a name as well. So for, for those of you who are like grammar geeks, it's called colligation. C-O-L-L-I-G-A-T-I-O-N. Colligation. And um, yeah, colligation is a grouping of words based on the way they function in a syntactic structure. For example, a syntactic pattern like a grammar collocation with structure. This is the time I've done something. So... You could say, this is the fifth time I have recorded an episode of the podcast in this accommodation. Okay, so this is a specific structure. Again, it's sort of like a colligation. This is the first time I've done this. This is the first time I have recorded a podcast about present perfect. Okay. Um, all right. Now, we also use present perfect tense, present perfect simple, for news headlines. That's when they're reporting news. For example, on LBC, my favorite radio at the moment, to which I listen to every single day. Believe it or not, I am something like a, a fanatic, you could say, these days. That's because this Brexit is sort of exciting in a way, but also I'm punishing myself pretty much, aren't I? I think I am a bit. But it's, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to hear about politics, especially once you start understanding it a bit more and you get the context of what's going on. There's the word context for you again. And so you could hear a news headline. These days, there is a stabbing crisis. There's a knife crisis in London, actually, guys, believe it or not. People are killing each other with knives. They haven't killed me yet, but um, I have to be careful, of course. So you could hear something like this. A man has been stabbed outside a tube station in Black Horse Road. Actually, they would not read it in such a weird intonation. Let me, let me give it another go there. A man has been stabbed outside a London station in Black Horse Road. 22-year-old was killed in an unprecedented teenage attack. So again, the second sentence was in past tense. But the first one was in present perfect. And that's because... This will draw your attention. It's, it's done for, for... It's like it gives a sense of immediacy, you know? So uh, this is just a traditional way to introduce news headlines. 
you start with a sentence in present perfect tense and then and then and you say everything in past tense it, it draws you to the narrative happening right now okay and there's one more slightly geeky use for future in time clauses for example i'll stop learning english when i've got to c2 level i'll stop learning english when i have got to c2 level or as soon as i finished recording this i'll publish it as soon as I have finished recording this, I will publish it. So this is also where you could see present perfect simple tense in time clauses. So clauses with words like as soon as or when. Okay, um, I hope I didn't forget about anything. If I did, please let me know and I can always come back to this. But for now, I think that's enough for present perfect simple. That is uh, uh, grammar structure or tense that uses have as an auxiliary verb, of course, has in, in third form singular, and haven't and hasn't for the negatives, plus ed, that is past participle, the third form of the verb, which is when it comes to regular verbs, it's ed, that's very simple, but regular verbs you have to remember, of course, like taken, done, been, and so on. But now it's time to move on to present perfect continuous. So moving on, action that started in the past and is still happening and probably will carry on happening. Remember when I mentioned the, the states, like I've had this microphone for five years. Well, you cannot use present perfect continuous for sentences like that because have is a state verb there. However, if you're using action verbs, in, in such cases we would definitely go for the continuous tense. For example, I've been teaching English since 2011, because that's when I graduated, listeners. So I've been teaching English since 2011. Or I could say I've been teaching English for eight years. Has it just been eight years? I actually think it's been much longer than that. I don't know why. I feel like maybe it's because I'm a bit exhausted because of teaching so much. I don't know. Anyway, so you could say, I've been learning English for 25 years. Is this actually true? No. I've been learning English for, let's say, 21 or 22 years, actually. It might be more accurate. Okay, so I think this is pretty clear. Also, you would be used present perfect continuous for repeated actions. For example, I've been going to the gym lately. I've been going to the gym a lot these days, right? Um, present perfect continuous is also used for recent finished actions with a present result, which we can see with our own eyes. So it's something similar to what I mentioned when I was explaining present perfect simple. But in this case, there is some sort of visible feature. For example, it's been raining. And you would say that after looking at the wet ground. Okay, so you can see the ground is wet, so it's like a, it's basically like a logical deduction, okay? It's been raining. So it's a recent action with a present result which we can see with our own eyes. Or, you must have, no, hang on, hang on a minute. I don't want to use must. I want to make it simple. So, um, my friend looks at me and they are like, whoa, you guys are sweating. You guys are sweating? What have you been up to? I could say, yeah, we have been playing tennis. We're not playing tennis at the moment, okay? So it's a recent finished action. 
But because we are still sweating, there is some sort of a present result which we can see with our own eyes and it was an activity. We have been playing tennis. The question is, why don't we say we have played tennis? I just don't know. I guess it's because we are still sweating. So there's still some sort of visible result. It's really weird sometimes this, because, mm, you know, with the grammar, it, it's complicated because sometimes you, you deny a, a rule you make. Um, so you have to be careful. Anyway, I think that's it for present perfect continuous. And um, now let's have a look at a few other things. For one, I would like to take a look at the difference between present perfect simple and past simple. Um, let's contrast these two tenses. It should not be too difficult, in my opinion, because when it comes to past simple, we're basically talking about a specific time in the past. Often we use the expressions like last week, yesterday, five minutes ago. When you use expressions like that, well, it's obvious it's finished time, or when I was a child, or when I was at school, it's obvious that this is finished. Uh, so I could say, I went to work last week, um, but I would say I have gone to work this week. That's because this week is an unfinished period of time. If I say, I've done a lot of work today. I've done a lot of work today. Basically, you're talking about today and it's not finished. You could still do more work. That's why you use present perfect. But you could also say, I did a lot of work today and... You would say that maybe when lying in bed um, in the evening, because you know the day is over and you're not going to do any more work. Okay, now you would use past simple tense for a sequence of events. So I woke up in the morning, I had breakfast, I took a shower and then I went to work. And experience would be something like, I have been to Manchester before, or I haven't been to haven't been to Dublin yet. Anyway, uh, if you're talking about life experience of a living person, that would be me in this case, you would say, I haven't been to Dublin yet. But if you're talking about a life experience of a dead person, then uh, you cannot use present perfect anymore. So you have to say, imagine uh, there is a person called, let's say, Jack, and Jack is dead. He's no longer in the land of the living. He's pushing up the daisies. He, he has kicked the bucket. J uh, Jack has gone to meet his maker. That means that if you want to talk about his experience, we just have to use past simple tense. So we would say, Jack was never in Dublin, or Jack never visited Manchester, something like that, okay? I guess, I guess it's clear now. Now, Let's take a look at the difference between present perfect simple and present perfect continuous. So we use present perfect simple to focus on the result, okay? Whereas we use present perfect continuous to focus on the duration. So for example, I could say, I could say I've taught in England and I could say I've been teaching in England for three months or four months. I don't even know anymore. I think it's been three months and something, three and a half months, I think. So I've taught in England. I'm talking about the result here. The focus is on the result. I've done it. I've got the experience of teaching in England. I, I, I'm more experienced. It's on my CV now. 
And uh, as a result, uh, I'm a better teacher, hopefully. But you could also say I've been teaching in London for three and a half months. And um, here I'm not really interested in the result and in the fact that I'm more experienced. Here I'm essentially um, stressing out the fact that it's been this long. It's, it's, I'm talking about the duration. I'm talking about the, the time there. Okay, so that's, that's the difference. Now, there's a special verb, live, and um, it can be used both as a state verb and an action verb. Uh, for example, you could say, I've been living here, I've been living here for three months. Uh, actually, I've been living here for two months in this accommodation in Black Horse Road. I've been living here for two months. But my neighbor, her name is Laura, she's English, and she has lived here for all her life, or she has lived here for 50 years. So when it's sort of like you are settled here, when you've been here for as long as you can remember, you would use present perfect simple. So Laura has been here for, for ages. Laura has lived here for ages, sorry. I want to use the verb live, right, don't I? Yes, I do. Laura has lived here for her entire life. Uh, or when you talk about something that is temporary, you say, I've been living here for two months. Okay, so that's that. Now, of course, of course, you have to be careful uh, with uh, the state verbs. So even though you want to talk about a period of time that started in the past and it still continues, if you have the verb think and you want to talk about your opinion, you can't say, I have been thinking that Brexit is stupid, right? You have to say, I have thought that Brexit is stupid for a long time. Uh, or you could say, um, never mind. You could say never mind because in the middle of the sentence you're saying, you realize that it actually doesn't add up, that actually you are confusing your listeners. So, uh, it's time to move on and probably just talk about something else. Probably just give you this lovely exercise that I came up with. Um, it's a pronunciation one. So I'm going to ask you guys what you can hear. You tell me what you can hear, okay? Um, I recorded this episode. I've recorded this episode. Can you hear the difference? I recorded this episode. I've recorded this episode. One of them has I have. And it's the second one. I've recorded. Because we're using the contraction and when you use the contraction, it sounds similar to I had. You say I've had, or, or another example could be, you've listened to this podcast for two years, versus you listened to this podcast for two years. So in the second case, he, 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 he stopped listening. In the first case, you, you just want to talk about the result of, the, of this. You, you're stressing the result, and even though you're mentioning the period of time. Uh, but he... It doesn't imply that he's finished listening in the first case. He lived here all his life. He's lived here all his life. So if you say he lived here all his life, it implies that he's dead. But if you say he's lived here all his life, it's pretty much obvious that he's still living here. Okay, I hope you can hear the difference. One more thing, um, one more thing pronunciation-wise. Um, 
Um, word stress. We have to look at word stress. So the sentence, I have been in this room for past 10 hours. That's because I slept here. Okay. No surprise, I think. So the way you should pronounce it is, I've been in this room for past 10 hours. So basically, I, I am stressing the word been because it's the main verb, whereas I've doesn't have any stress. So in the uh, present perfect tense, you have to stress the main verb. Okay. If it's a negative, you, you would stress the negative. So I haven't been here. I haven't been here. So haven't it has the stress. Okay. Now I'd like you to correct the mistakes. I'm going to read out seven sentences and you guys try to correct what's wrong in each of them. I've been liking London since I came here in 2005. Number one. Number two. I've woken up this morning, I've switched on my phone and I've played a mobile phone game for 10 minutes and then I finally got up. Wow, that was quite lame, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was quite lame, but the reason it was lame is because I found it hard to read simply because it was wrong. Something was wrong with it. And that's your task. You have to find out what was wrong with it. Number three, I've recorded this for about 50 minutes. Uh, number four, I've lived in Black Horse Road for about two months. Number five, I was never outside Europe. Number six, the UK didn't leave the EU yet. Number seven, you're sweating. Yeah, right? I've worked out. All right, so let's go through this one by one. I wonder if you guys noticed the mistakes. I've been liking London since I came here in 2005. Well, well, the mistake is that you, you have to say I've liked London because it's a state verb. Like is a state verb. I've woken up in the morning, I've switched on my phone and I've played a mobile game. Well, if you want to talk about a sequence of actions, you simply have to put them in past tense. I woke up in the morning, I switched on my phone, I played a mobile game for 10 minutes and then I finally got up. I've recorded this for about 50 minutes. Um, well, the reason this is wrong is because I'm still recording it. So you have to say, I've, be I've been recording this for about 10, uh, 50 minutes. I've lived in Black Horse Road for about two months. I'm still living here and it's a temporary action for me. So I've lived is wrong. You have to say, I've been living here in Black Horse Road for about two months. I was never outside Europe. Here I'm talking about my life experience. I have to say, I've never been outside Europe. Uh, the UK didn't leave the EU yet. Actually, this could be correct in American English because they use present perfect much less than the British. Um, especially with, with the uh, adverbials like just and yet and already. But in British English, they would probably say the UK hasn't left the EU yet. I wonder, I wonder if it's changing because tomorrow there is an important vote on the new deal that Boris Johnson managed to strike and we will see what happens. Um, it's all pretty much up in the air because 
uh, it's going to be a narrow margin, really. It's going to go right down to the wire. I think it will be about, let's say, three, four MPs, members of parliament, who decide this. And uh, whatever the outcome, hopefully I'll, I'll have a chance to keep living here. Right, number seven. You are sweating. Yeah, right? I've worked out. So what's wrong with this? Well, because there is a visible result um, of the activity of working out, uh, you would say, I've been working out. Yeah? Okay. Well, it's been a hell of a journey with this episode, but I'm not done yet. I, ho I hope you haven't been sleeping. I've covered all that was necessary language-wise, but I also have a piece of advice for you guys. Um, it's a tip. It's, it's a tip how to how to learn present perfect. Basically, try to remember a sentence about yourself. Personalize the language. Um, make make some sort of um, sentence about your own life. You know, have a language structure about yourself. Own it, embrace it, and it will become part of your English. This is this is research. This is not my idea. This is backed up by research, guys. So academics always say that. Try to personalize it, like I did when I gave you the examples about myself. I think most of the examples I gave you in this episode were were about myself. Um, and once once you sort of internalize it, it will become part of you. It will become part of your English. It will become part of who you are. You will know it and you will start applying it whenever necessary as a pattern. You know, it's, it's going to become natural for you. Because sometimes it's all well and good that you learn to understand, you, you, you understand or you manage to understand what I'm teaching you. Or, or when you're reading a book, you understand the grammar rule. But that's just the first step. The second step is, or the, the main aim or objective is to actually start using it in your daily life. And sometimes it does take time. So this is my piece of advice. Try to make a sentence about yourself and, uh, and try to use it. Right. That's it. Would you believe that? I've got to the end of this episode. I've been recording it for about... For about 50 minutes. Yes. Now it's come to an end. It has come to an end. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I've been Zdenek. And until next time, bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.